The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Welcome back to the Brandon Peters Show. I'm Brandon, and this is Jessica Allsman. Hello. Hello. Welcome back again. Took a week off, and you're here once more. Today, we'll be discussing the 2013, cl- uh, the 2013 cult classic film, the WNUF Halloween Special. Those of you who have followed my podcasting adventures and stuff... Uh, we'll be like, hey, didn't he do that for a cult cinema cavalcade episode like six years ago? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, and I wanted to do it again because uh, next week's episode will be the sequel to it. And I have a lot of listeners to this show that were not listeners of that previous show. Um, so twofold. I get to show it to you people if you could follow along and watch it. And I get to show it to Jessica who this kind of fits the vibe of our commercials segment we were doing for a bit. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> and I thought maybe I could show it to her with that. And yes, folks, I'm probably going to repeat myself on a good many things to do with this because I was six years ago and whatever. Let's talk. I'm going to talk about it again. Uh, this is a this is a movie that I uh, watch like every year now. It's like a Nice little nostalgic tradition. Uh, Jessica, do you know about this before I told you about it? Did you know it I did not know anything about it. Um, kind of disappointed in myself. Disappointed? I feel in like yourself? I should have. I mean, yeah. it's kind. Of, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Okay. And I had a lot of questions. So well, maybe that's I'll why answer I'm them. excited about this podcast because I am ready to be learned. Learned, learned. I want to learn about this. Learned. Um, and so I turned to my witchy poo, Brandon, to witchy poo. All right, witchy poo. What is it? Is that what Mr. Stewart says? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He's like, <laughs> he's, he is a highlight. He is a highlight. We'll get to him. All right, so we'll dig into this. Don't check your dial, folks. You didn't tune into Transylvania's public access station. No, sir. Tonight is Halloween. Halloween is Satan's night. The night of the devil. Reporter Frank Stewart has a special Halloween treat in store for viewers tonight. He'll be leading a group of paranormal experts through the infamous Weber House. Do you know what happened here in the Weber House? Some people got killed. Their son went haywire. Frank Stewart and his team of experts will conduct the first ever live on TV seance. Evil works in mysterious ways, Frank. It's unpredictable. Are there any spirits in the house? It's scary. That, that's far out. That far out. Something strange going on in this house. Animal mutilation, paranormal disturbances, devil worship. Wait, whoa, hold on. This is not stage. Hello? Is this the work of the devil? 
Folks, we are going where no camera crew has gone before. Father, perform the exorcism. This is not some Halloween prank. The grisly evidence of the supernatural is real. We'll be right back. You're watching the WMUF Halloween Special. The WNUF Halloween special directed by Chris LaMartina and written by Chris LaMartina, Jimmy George, Pat Stork, Michael Joseph Moran on a story by Chris LaMartina, Jimmy George, and Jamie Nash. Uh, it stars Paul Farenkopf. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Aaron Henkin, Nic- Nicolette LaFay, Leanna Chamish, Richard Cutting, Brian St. August, Helen Marie Ball, and Robert Long III, or the second. I don't know if there's a Robert Long III, but I invented that person when I said that. So, little background on this movie, the WNUF Halloween special. I first knew about it, I think, like the year after it came out, um, officially came out or so. Uh, this is a little like localized independent production uh, movie company. Um, they had made like a movie before. Um, but they were. This was kind of a, a response of sorts to like a lot of found footage movies. Um, they, Chris Lamartina and like oh, Jimmy George and these people were like, well, what don't we like about those? What's what's phony about those? What's what? And and it kind of came out of they're they're talking about that. Um, what they what the idea and what how they sold this movie was they wanted to make something that felt like the genuine article that felt like. Um, it was actual found footage and to make it look look and feel genuine. So they made the W they came up with this idea of one of these like localized this haunted broadcast that felt hyper local um, and just like a tape recording of it. So they wanted it to um, play like that. Um, when making the film, they they hired out and got some friends that were filmmakers to make some commercials to add to it, but they made a lot of them themselves. And what happened to to make it feel um, genuine, uh, there were some local news stations and people they knew from around that had all this footage of like package production stuff that they, they couldn't, they had the rights to mm-hmm. and they could sign it over, but had no, there was no use for it. It was a lot of stock footage shot locally, a lot of um, just news coverage and stuff that they just, was laying around and stuff that they could use. So that's what they're using to cultivate a, like some of these commercials and, and footage that appears in this movie. And you're like, wow, this feels like it was really from the 80s. So they had the footage first and built content around it and commercials around it. That was mm-hmm. my biggest question watching was yes. like, okay, hold on. This perm on this lady is 280s. Yeah. For there's no way that they just recreated this, and if they did, bravo. Because uh, it was just like it was too vintagey. It looks too real, too right? Good. Yeah, yes. there's like crowd footage at like state fairs and stuff that you're like, how they f-? and they and you're like they couldn't have just used a real commercial because there's some goofiness to them. But right. that's what they, that's what they did. Like so, like there's a carpet commercial, a guy that appears a couple times. He just filmed in front of a blue screen type thing, and they found from their footage stuff, and they added it to the to the background for him, so it looked uh, genuine there. Um, Which I know that's how a lot of commercials were done back then. Like the whole vibe of Phil 
in his yeah. carpet commercial. Yep. But the whole time, and maybe that's just how it was. It reminded me of the Rick and Morty, where it's mm-hmm. like real fake doors. We got a lot of oh, real yeah, fake yeah, doors yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. And that's just it made me laugh because it's like, no, they're all just mocking the same vibe of every commercial. Right. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, I did like the commercials. Well, it was and, fun. But my well, biggest of tw- tweak was like, are these real fake? Or are they like kind of half fake? So now I know half well, fake. The content. goal, too, was like every one of these can't be comedic. That right. was one thing, too. Like every one of them can't be super comedic um, or it kills it. Some um, kind of dark. <laughs> yes, some kind of dark. Uh, so what they did is they, um, they shot this movie on mini DV camera, um, like from like the late nineties, early two thousands is what they, they used to shoot, shoot it. Then they copied it to a VHS. And when they had the finished thing, they copied it like four times over to where it looked pretty worn, but was like you, it, it was watchable. Um, so that's where they, they drew the line there is like where it could be watchable. Uh, and what they did was they put it on this VHS and then they went to like comic book stores. They went to com- horror conventions, all kinds of conventions and stuff like places and they would leave it. Um, and so it was just with, they'd write it and they'd put marker on it. WNUF Halloween special. And at horror conventions, there will be like, there's usually a table with like a bootlegger, that's selling old VHS tapes or selling stuff on DVD that has never been on DVD. It's a VHS rip to it or something. Unique stuff, like weird cuts of movie work prints. So they would sneak in that WNUF Halloween special in the bootleggers pile of stuff. And someone would be like, what's this? And like, well, I don't know what it is. They'd leave it in the bathroom at a convention. They'd leave it. They'd leave the tape in weird spots they put it on a shelf at like a comic book store so they just kind of wanted this movie to vibe and go through and they weren't selling it or anything yet they wanted word of mouth to like build oddly underground with this movie and to see if people really thought like they were watching something real with it right and there was so and recently the funny thing was there was a there was a, a version of it that I was like on that got illegally uploaded to YouTube that I sent to you, Jessica, and I read the comments on that, and people couldn't figure out if it was real or not. Oh wow! They were really um, heated debating stuff. I mean, but, is there a Wikipedia page where it yeah. literally talks about it yeah. and you can look it up and it's you can like, buy it? A- I mean, if you could look it up and buy it, I mean, it's there. Right. But it genuinely they the thing is they there's very minimal stuff that tells you this wasn't done back then. And I love, I love that. It doesn't sit and wink. It does wink because of some of the jokes and stuff like that you get. Right. But you like, see the same actress or the same female pop up as the, you know, multiple people and, mm-hmm. and she's in the commercial. So part of me is like, well, of course this is fake. Yeah. If you, but, if you, if you watch this for five to 10 minutes, you might think you watch a, like a real thing, but if you sit and watch the whole thing, right. Like, oh, okay. Okay. But, you know, I sat down to this knowing it was just, I, I just knew, I saw somebody on Twitter talking about it once and I looked up and found it and I got it and I didn't know what it was when I watched it. And I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. It gave me the same vibes as um, I talked about this month on the show, Ty West's House of the Devil, um, where Ty West made an 80s horror film, but made it like the genuine article just to be confused. Like, oh, this, like, like you could think, oh, this was a really an 80s horror film. Um Rather than sitting and going, oh, 80s, wink, 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 or not super, right. like a Stranger Things, like 
it wasn't like that. And it came before Stranger Things too, or like the artist, that movie where they come out and speak. It's supposed to be a silent movie, but they come out and speak during it. And there's like a color sequence. Like it, it winks to the audience. Like we know we're not real. And, but (laughs) these ones that do this, uh, you know, have that happen. But I just, I being from growing up in this era um, and seeing this and seeing how on the money, a lot of this stuff is, um, is astounding and just fascinates me today. And if I want to transport back to that, I could pop this in maybe even over like an actual like recording of an old show and enjoy this, uh, get that same pinch because it's like, holy crap, like I don't recognize anything directly. Like they didn't actually do it, but I, I recognize that feeling. I recognize that look that uh, just the overall sense it generates out of me. And it's astounding how specific and well done it is. And listening to the commentaries over the years, I'm like, holy crap, that, they weren't incidentally, they knew their stuff. They're talking about certain things. I'm just like, wow, um, with what they were going for this and what they pulled off. And it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's the story of it is, oh, did I not? It's, it's loosely based on, so if you never, if you're like, what the hell was he just talking about? It plays as this tape, like a recording of a TV show on Halloween night. Uh, you start up and it's a news broadcast, local news broadcast, followed by the night special they were running on Halloween of one of their their newscasters um, finding the truth behind this haunted house in their where they live, which I believe is Minnesota is where this all takes place. Um and the, it's called the Weber house. He's like, he's going to go into the house that night. And they're going to find the evil spirit, find the secret behind the evil. And he brings these two paranormal investigators, which are basically the Warrens uh, and a priest. And they're going to look in into it all. And it's basically a play on the Al Capone's thing that Geraldo did back in the day. Um, and that's how it. That's what it is. It it's plays funny because their whole gimmick was like, we're going to do a live seance for the first time yes. on air. We're going to have you call in and ask questions to the undead or the ghosts, mm-hmm. the spirits that are here. And I'm like, that is interesting. But it's funny that they have like, he has the whole right. band of hooligans behind him. But then they didn't right. get to go in and do any investigating. I'm like, what are they there for? Right. They were just there to cheer on and be background characters, which they were so funny. So <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. It's yeah, it's so much like this that it plays as the special with commercials. Mm-hmm. So they also this also has fake commercials in the mix. So it'll go to a commercial break and you'll watch those commercials. Um, and they're kind of they're funny. They have some of them have their own through line stories that you can check out as they play as well. Um, but I just I think and I did this. I believe this is how I did it the last time. Uh, I did. I talked about this movie. Um, it's easiest to break down into three segments here, um, and I, I'd start with the the newscast. The evening starts, news that starts the, the whole. You come home from work. You're coming home from school. The kids are getting ready. Mm-hmm. You're sitting down in front of the TV. You're hearing about what's going to happen on Halloween night from your mm-hmm. two favorite news anchors locally, who dressed up uh, for the occasion. Who dressed up? Such a gimmick. Uh, yeah. And it was fun. What one was a vampire? The male was a vampire. The mm-hmm. woman, a witch, of course. Deborah Merritt uh, and Gabra Gordon. Or, okay, I, I did love them though. Or, and yeah, cheesy, Gavin Gordon. Yep. It was the most cheesy, but genuine, but genuine. Like they're ever. cheesy. 
But that's how that's they how work. you got to be on TV. Yeah. That's how they were local. Yeah, and Ugh. there's so much like they make the corny jokes. They mm-hmm. have this like forced chemistry, and you get so much like the Deborah Merritt character fascinates me because there's so much I get from this woman without like like she feels empty soulless she is sad and alone brandon well yeah exactly because like she but i feel like she has no personality aside from saying the news because Mm -hmm. she has these like this uncomfortable laughter which is like laugh now (laughs) and just staring like a zombie and then he mentioned something about halloween night or something and she's like i'll probably just stay at home and play with my cats and that tells you a lot Mm -hmm. and you just and then so there's a bookend to this. So after the the special happens, the tape goes off and then it comes back with a like a couple weeks later newscast and she talks about these horrifying events and goes straight, "Well, this is around the corner." Da 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 da, da. like Oh, it was very funny cuz it was 5 days yeah, after. She's so robotic. Like Anyway, Christmas is around the corner. Yeah. Like, that's how news anchors are. They tell you yeah. some really devastating news, but then mm-hmm. Now on the sports, man, we really kicked their butts the other yeah, day. Right, the home team. Yeah, so they <laughs> they do this, and we go through the news. We go through actual news stories during this. There are moments mm-hmm. in this where it fast forwards automatically through some things, but sometimes used for hu- humor. Like yeah. the, when you start the tape, it's in the middle of commercials, and it's like STDs. They're not, and then it goes real fast. Um, we get a cop. The local cop doing the five warnings about trick or treating. That was no, that was funny. I enjoyed it yeah. because it's like the scare tactic from the cops. Like mm-hmm. basically, if you go trick or treating, you better be careful because you're going to die. And they have him uh, on like a porch, and he's like, "Yeah, like like he's at don't someone's you dare, house." You got to go trick or treating with an adult, you know, not some kid mm-hmm. from school, not the guy that drives the ice cream truck. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's fair. Yep. And, uh, uh, yeah, we get the dentist <laughs> he, and about, like, candy, and he has this trade-in program for the candy. And, Which a lot of dentists, I remember, would do that, mm-hmm. at least locally. And when I talked about this last time on it, um, I believe by Gassico, they, they thought the dentist was a little bit too over the top for it, but I think it's on purpose because later they run this story again later in the thing, and I think because he's over the top, you remember it being the same story. I think that's key to why that runs again. But um, yeah, he and he also has a commercial too with the dentist. Um, he's pretty interesting. Uh, and then there's a there's a really dark story, and they fast forward about a veteran. So this Asian kid goes trick or treating at a Vietnam vet's house. As a and the kids dressed in his Halloween costume was it like a soldier, and like it's about him shooting, having a flashback and shoot. And they fast forward through it too, but there's a whole lot going on there that I'm just like, wow, wow, yeah. Um, but yeah, that it got dark, and then there's these uh, anti-Halloween religious zealots, which is sort of the our our foreshadowing into everything here that are anti-Halloween and having a prayer service that you can join. Um, hey, the local news was offering both sides. They were. So having fun on Halloween, and then here's the opposing view of those who are against Halloween. Right. 
though. Except, it's supposed to be kind of nice. And they're talking about the politicians because they're the real scary right. people. We have a political battle because every every election year, there's it comes right after Halloween. The next right. week is election. Um, and so there's a heated battle um, locally. And there's a, a commercial that runs during the newscast. And then the newscast puts like, hey, you might have seen that. And I love the guy. The one of them goes... The guy who's getting slammed talks. He's like, man, I, you know, I don't want to do that. But if he wants to talk about his infidelity, then we could. Well, I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. So, so yeah, there's this whole news. And we also preempt the, uh, we get introduced to Frank Stewart, who's doing this Halloween special. So they do a kind of a short uh, intro to that to sell it for later. Um, and this guy who plays Frank Stewart, his name is... Paul Farenkopf, if I'm pronouncing it wrong again, I'm sorry, but this guy is amazing. Yeah, this, he's awesome. I feel like they pulled him out of time genuinely and put him in there. He's got the swagger, the attitude, a look, and a voice that is just like, that he sells this like, is this real type thing? Because right. he's you can tell he's kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. But he and he loves himself. Oh yeah, probably uh, a little he, sexist, a little talking down to poor uh, was it Deborah? Yeah, the local calling guy. Her, who, yeah, he, calling her witchy poo and whatnot. But yeah, right. He had his hot streak, but never took off to network. He's still there, but I'm better than everybody. Mm-hmm. And then and he's got that thing where uh, you know she's like, oh, we gotta you gotta you gotta summon Elvis, ah. and he's like, <laughs> oh, just for you, Deb. And I'm like that <laughs> moment, that line delivery, just. I'm just like, damn, like that. It just feels like he's really like Frank Stewart really exists. It's so it's so good. And they said they wrote this movie for this guy. They wrote the part for him like they wrote it for him. And he came into audition. They said he was terrible. And they were thinking about, oh, we might not be able to do this. But they called him back and they're like, look, we wrote this for you. (laughs) Like you need to do it again. Uh, like let's take a week come back this is what we're looking for because he didn't kind of understand it then he came back did better but when the cameras hit he was perfect well yeah you're you're now you are the uh in, yeah. the journalist the investigative they, journalist. well they had worked with him on their previous movie and then like wrote this part in this movie based around like doing him and it worked um he's got a lot but, of great quips he's got the whole attitude down mm-hmm. he knows it's all about ratings too the way he he works with people in the crowd, like, yeah. So he's a, uh, yeah. We'll talk more about Frank Stewart with the special when uh, we go over there. But yeah, he's the introduction to him is pretty good. Um, but yeah, the newscast it ends out. Um, it's just yeah, it feels feels pretty genuine. And I'll say this: I grew up, I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we didn't have news on this station. But our Super Fifty Five Fox channel is feels exactly like i feel like i'm watching that channel again even though we didn't have news we did have this guy called steve shine and he would come up randomly and talk some news and that kind of there but like yeah this is kind of stuff i feel like i'd see on super 55 fox when i was growing up um which is funny because the sequel does a fox network type parody but uh this kind of production value feels like that station um but yeah so 
it's kind of scary to see even when they go to investigate like or talk to like the the christian group or whatever mm-hmm. that's at the baptist church yeah. every hour on the hour praying and that was actually way scarier than all the uh the hoopla the halloween vibes yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, they were showing I- all that and they're just like all so smiley yeah, well, that and I will- love that the journalists or the journalists, the news anchors, no matter what story they're covering, they're always going to have their opinion like, well, I should probably be going to church after this. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's very funny because no matter what the story is, they're on board. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what that's what fair and unbiased really looks like. Honestly, <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> Here's something. Here's something. Um but that woman who they interview and is really spooky about stuff, um, she actually, they they were saying on the commentary that she didn't wash her hair for like three or four days to get that look on it. I appreciate like it. Like they the couldn't look, get it right doing it. That hair was very, and I was like, man, how did she, did she just like wash it? Because my hair will go flat. I That little detail I noticed. So yeah. now that I know this, that she went a few days without washing it to try to get the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so with the, uh, from the newscast, we'll move on to the commercials that air during this whole thing. Any favorites, Jessica Bacus? Um, the, what was it? I'm trying to think. Was it one? Was it an, are you doing the commercials only during the broadcast or during the All special? the whole thing. All of them? The whole special. I liked the broadcast school where they're talking about how to learn about TV and radio because I'm like, oh, hey. I work in that field. It's fun. They're naming these positions that we do. Hmm. Um, but the one nine hundred monsters, I thought was funny because it's like a what was that like a sex line to hear scary. Well, that one like that felt like a real video. You like a real commercial is a one nine hundred monster. And I'm like, who's paying to hear scary talking? Dude, there was stupid stuff for that back then. There was like those like mad balls. Like they had a number you could call, talk to one of them. Um, there was all sorts of. I, mean, could, I remember Miss Cleo. You but... could call. Oh well, you could call Freddy Krueger. He had a one nine hundred oh number back gosh. then. Everybody had that was. I think that's kind of a lost thing. Um, but like everybody had one nine hundred numbers. I had back no in the idea. Day. You call. Um, and you could get it'd be a pre recorded message type thing, and if you paid more, you could hear more. Um, and yeah, like. Everybody had these stupid numbers. They weren't just like when it got to the '90s. It was psychics and sex hotlines. Okay, but that's the only thing I've known. That but was... now there's cameo, so you can actually get the real actor to yeah. maybe portray that's true something or the conventions. But I liked that one. It was just fun. And then the strip club one. Oh, yep. Uh, I was like, actually, okay. The whole special, the Halloween specials, was supposedly starting at 7 p.m. And I don't think you can show a strip club commercial before a certain time. I don't think you can show one before 9 p.m., gotcha. maybe 10 p.m. But then again, it was 87. I don't know the rules, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, it reminds me. It's funny. Speaking of that, like I used to work, I worked for a company once that um, we did online phone listing things. So like it was like a phone directory, but online. And every day we had to come in, like they were based out of Utah and they refused to allow strip clubs to put listings up so every usually after the weekend because we didn't work on the weekend so we couldn't monitor everything Mm -hmm. i'd have to go through and delete like 30 or 40 strip club directories because they wouldn't allow them because they were from utah oh geez but yeah the strip club one's good um did you like good standings bar and grill (laughs) it's okay well that one i love because they talk about the live music 
that's there, like Thursday or on this day, da da da. And one of the bands that they have that plays regularly is Closed for Repairs. That's the band. <laughs> I don't even think I caught that. Yeah, Closed for Repairs. So, <gasps> and I will listen to the commentary, and yeah, that joke's super intentional because. You know, you you know, Monday is something something night, this night, and then you see on the sign Thursday closed for repairs. So nobody <laughs> sh- nobody shows up. It's like the super it's a super clever band na- local band naming convention, but when you put them on the sign, nobody shows up. So funny. I love Oh that my one. gosh. Um Oh my gosh, I love the Demolition Derby commercial because that mm-hmm. line that's a classic line, like you pay for the whole seat, but you're old England and need the end. Yes, yes, that one. That's yes. a nice classic uh, line. So I, I appreciate that. Very vintage. I think uh, Chick will say that on the air sometimes. You only need the edge. Only need the edge. We'll say the whole seat. And there's the, the, the channel, uh, the rock channel, the quarry. <laughs> Your dial may go to like, only go to like, M or or M, but yeah, you'll take it to Q because like the UHF dial back in the day. (laughs) Did you did you ever have a TV with the UHF dial? Nope. I had one. Well, we had two, but I my first TV had one because I had this little black and white thing, and I had the UHF. But there was no UHF channels, I think, at the time when I had it. But um, yeah, that was the thing. I had I had explained that on the last time I I I uh, talked about this movie but um there's that the uh the i like the the tennis tampon commercial because yes. that was like every tampon commercial like tennis and tampons that was a and you have to be wearing all white like yep. what's wrong the must i know what it is it's your tampon isn't it hmm. oh my Try this one hmm. um i do love uh the, i love some of the interconnectivity with the commercials so there's the chestertown mall there's like they talk about that here and there because mm-hmm. there's like an arcade and stuff, and then there's um, a television show called um, Galaxy Pilot and the Laser Brigade, and it's a space show that's really cheap. And then later there's like something going on at the uh, there's another commercial like Chesterton Town Mall. There's like maybe it was the arcade commercial, but. If you went to the arcade on like this date, you could meet and get an autograph with the the star of uh, Galaxy Pilot, and I like the little touches of like I remember that one. Because um, in addition to these commercials, they also have shows and movies yes. that they're promoting. Like and they're all fake shows, yep. right? Like Doggone It, Doggone It, yes. That show had so many doggy puns that it's like, all right, I love it. I'm but they play it so puns. genuine. That's why it's yeah. so funny. Like they're playing it like real. It's not like ah. It's, it's a Sunday night movie that yep. might have happened. Yeah, or a Saturday afternoon sarcophagus. Whatever the um, the uh, the mummy one, um, which they pulled from some other movie or something that they did. Um, and then the Chicago Lightning, just like their Miami Vice. It's like Chicago. Creeks call it bad to the bone or whatever. Um, there's that show about Uncle Jack has a drinking problem. <laughs> that one was like a sitcom thing, and their Uncle Jack shows up. Uh, was he uh, drinking vanilla extract? Or yeah, 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 like- yeah, it was vanilla extract. Yes. Which is like a. But yeah, uh, these commercials, I mean, they're up and down. There's the one where. Um, was it, was it popcorn where the girl's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm about to explode. And like some, some popcorn. It's that good. Also but, available with, uh, was it non-salty? 
Oh yeah, also available in non-stop. So the the director here, and I never picked up on this till I listened to the there. So there's there was a commentary when this came out on DVD, and then it came out uh, last year or the year before on Blu-ray, and they added a new commentary with a couple of the cast members. But the director said. One of the biggest, the only mistake, and the only one of the biggest tells that this movie's so, so fake, um, is the uh, early in the movie. There's a commercial for that soda drink, and it's like a takeoff in five, four, three, two, and and the it's a rocket launching, and the the two liter explodes with the orange soda or whatever. Yeah, and someone pointed out to him after he did like the first cut of the movie or got released, one of the people were, he's like, you know, the Challenger exploded in like 86. There'd have never been like a commercial right. like that on TV. So that's like one of his only like, I probably shouldn't have put that in there, but it was too late at the time. Um, but yeah, there's like a video rental place, like a mom pop video with VHS Betamax. Um, yeah, I just, the commercials, I, can't get enough of them. They do run long, but so when you're on your first watch, and this is a common thing I've noticed is like, like you mentioned, like the commercial, it's like, sorry, but okay, that's a lot of commercials. But when you go back to it and watch it again, it's like you realize it's part of the thing, and it just kind of, you know, you forget commercials. You probably didn't notice some of them before, mm-hmm. and it plays like, plays differently because you're like, I don't remember this commercial. So there's so much here that going back to it rewards because you didn't recognize certain things and it's probably like a twitch now that if i am watching a newscast or a special and they constantly are cutting to break or like when you're mm-hmm. watching a live nfl game now it's like oh we gotta go to commercial it's like oh my gosh mm-hmm. if i have to watch another commercial like we were just on commercial but that's how it was yeah that's how it still is but that's you could get up go to the really bathroom you go to the restroom yeah that's the only time you could you go during you commercial get a snack break. you could get yeah you can't yeah. pause it yeah it's interesting. Like I've been, I've been watching the new Quantum Leap, on t- and it's on network television, and it's like, oh yeah, commercial breaks. Oh weird. <laughs> I'm usually watching it recorded, so it goes these cuts to black, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, commercial break. Um, but yeah, so like I, one of the the biggest attraction I think to this is like a lot of the fake commercials when you first watch it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're so well done. They're so like genuine and. You know, finding out that the footage was package footage from other things, uh, it's pretty pretty fun to see that they really pushed to get the genuine thing. Because there's stuff that you're like, how did they recreate this? There's right. no fucking way. <laughs> I don't care if you age the footage. It's still like, that. that's like eight, that's like a crowd of people that genuinely look like they're from that time. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty, I don't know, pretty nifty stuff. Um, the 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 main event here is the special. Yes, WNUF Halloween special with Frank Stewart. Uh, and he's hosting this. Look, this is based clearly on the Amityville story, mm-hmm. uh, where there was a kid who murdered his family one night in the house. Say so had a Ouija board, which they call a a spirit board in the movie because they probably didn't want to try to have the rights for Ouija come in and go be like hey because right. folks who believe that that's a, that is from parker brothers a mass-produced game <laughs> but somehow is made by the forces of satan no it's made in a factory stored in warehouses shipped on things 
just you know what my friend she would uh, when we went to her house we played with ouija board all yeah the time mm-hmm. i never moved it they said they didn't either but she would like i remember she was saying she had all these nightmares mm-hmm. and the game was underneath her bed or the board was underneath her bed when mm-hmm. she moved it and put it in the closet the nightmare stopped and then she ended up getting a book about it. And she's like, apparently there's a way you're supposed to close the board after you're done playing with it oh. every time and close the portal that you open. So then we, and I'm like, holy crap. Because like stuff would kind of mm. be weird. I don't know. Do you believe in we- the Ouija board or the spirit board at all? Uh, I would, I'd love it to be true, but I'm not, I'm not sure it's what, if you believe enough or you're wanting it to have that or right. susceptible. So um, I I am not someone who does not believe in supernatural things and stuff like that. I like all that stuff and um, believe there's some foundation to it. Um, the traditional religious method of which, not about my thing, I don't think we have a full understanding of <laughs> paranormal to be like, oh, yeah, I know. Um Right. This guy said it, but I, I believe it's that, very interesting, though. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, what a coincidence. Like, you had nightmares, and I didn't think, I never thought twice yeah. about when we were playing with it. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't, you don't want to mess with it. I'm like, I don't know how I feel. Oh, I'm just going to be like, you know what? That's cool. When you have at it, kiddos, talk to your friendly, whatever, or make up whatever you want in your head. But now I'm at the point where, yeah, I'm too old and I'm too anxious. I just, uh, I will say, Ouija we, we 2, Origin of Evil. Rad movie. Cool movie. Liked it. Hmm. First one, Check not so good, but second one, pretty awesome. Um, I forget who did that. Some Somebody did that. It was a good director. Um, does cool horror stuff. So, um, yeah, so th- this is based on that. It, it plays into the satanic panic of the 80s going on, which is if you want to if you want a origin story of uh, Troy Brownfield and I's uh, products of the panic and our constant talks about it, it comes from us discovering that about each other here in this movie. And Troy is a very well versed person in that era. So this was a you know kind of a thing uh, back then. Um, but he also has a priest who's not a priest. We find out he's an actor um, that's supposed to perform the exorcism on this stuff. And we have Veronica Stanzi. She sits by in the vehicle. She's a producer on standby. Uh, but Frank starts in front of the house. He, I, I want to put up the the intro to this when he's that gives the history that video mm-hmm. freaks me out, chills like it's really yeah like it's set it's the mute the way the music is the way they show the photos all that um, feels like there was these scary ass um, Encyclopedia Britannica type commercials for volumes back then about like aliens and, and ghosts and stuff and the commercials were like unsettling and just freaked me the f- like I could watch one now and probably struggle to go to sleep a bit they just freaked me out as a kid and they still do and it's something about the type of music they're playing under it and the way they're showing these pictures and the narrator the way they, they talk um chills like i don't know what it just yeah. like, it reminds me of that unsettling feeling so, okay, so maybe i'm not freaking about that the movie signs yeah like do you remember that yeah so with the aliens and that there's something about see how... merle swing away <laughs> i am insane with anger so like when uh, you look out the door and like the alien is just kind of like walking by like you can see it through mm-hmm, the front yeah. door that that subtle alien thing 
freaks me out where I like, I don't know why they and actually there's nothing to it. There's not, I don't know why it bothers me. They do, they do something theme. like that in the WNUF sequel. I'll talk about it next week, but they do something oh, geez. similar okay. to that. But that, that, that alien where M. Night Shyamalan does that, that is very akin to the Bigfoot footage. That's what he's trying to create there. And But even to more effect, because yeah, that is, I agree with you, that moment just, so. I don't offshoot. know why. It's just like it just happens. And I'm like, what the shit? Brandon's going this way. Okay. Fun That's story about, fun story about signs. Um, I guess on the bingo board, this might be a college story, um, <laughs> if we count that. So my friend and I, so one summer, the summer signs came out, uh, my friend James and I, um, we we had plans for the weekend, and I'll tell you what those plans entailed in just a moment. So I was moving, we were moving in together in this house we live with, um, four other people, six of us total. It's called Glenwood. We loved it. We get together uh, every couple of years and hang out uh, in that area um, to celebrate us living in a house together. But it's awesome. Best dudes ever. Um, so <laughs> we, we, it was just him and I living there that summer. And we went and saw signs at night, like the, the Friday it came out. Well, our plans after. So after we went and saw signs... We were supposed to go to his aunt and uncle's farm out somewhere out in, um, so there's Muncie, there's Anderson. Where's the place with pies? Uh, up by Taylor, like Huntington or uh, well, Daleville? No, 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 no. Um, huh? Not Yorktown. York? It's like Anderson. Newcastle? No. No, 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 Maxwell. no, 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 It's, they have like a racetrack there. Mount Summit? No. Uh, Gas City? No, I'm failing here. It's a really small one. So anyways, see New signs. Castle? No, not Newcastle. Stop. <laughs> Henry County. <laughs> if it wasn't Newcastle the first time, it was no. Old Castle. So, Hold on. so yeah, we saw signs, kind of freaked both of us, kind of, we, we both enjoyed it. But then we got, we go to a farm that night at like, and we arrive at like, 10 at night at a farm after watching signs and all of a sudden things took on a whole new feeling and we're like that wasn't smart yeah no that would be terrifying it was terrifying and we both oh so at this place too the the thing was we slept in the they had like this big barn but the barn had cots and stuff and we slept the guests slept in the barn and so we slept in the barn which had a full bar that we were allowed to you know, drink from, but still, it was the barn was even more in the fields of the farm than yeah. Ooh. Anyway, um. So, anyways, the WNF Halloween special. Um. Yeah. So Frank Frank Stewart, this the intro and the when they go to commercial break or come back and they they have the screen with the house and the WNF Halloween special and it has the lightning go by and the blood. Feels on the money, like genuine too. Um, Hagerstown. No. Damn no, it. No. 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 You know what? Um, I don't care where the barn was. I don't care where your farmhouse was now, because I can't think of the rural community you were in. I. It was real small. Um. Oh, what was it? Are my listeners like Alexandria? Elwood. Stop it! Nope. Wilkinson. I'm. <laughs> this is the Indiana part of the board. A W. A W feels 
Um, Davio. Can you hear my cat? Mm-hmm. She's trying to answer. I'm really... St- uh, She's like, Chesterfield? <laughs> not Chesterfield, though I do have a funny story about when I would ghost hunt in college for a bit and uh, a place I ran into uh, during that. But, um, gosh, that's really... Sorry, I got a bug. The whole thing till we figure out what the hell this rando place was. Um, Have you ever been in the Witch's Circle in Madison County by Anderson? No. Winchester. Did you say Winchester? Winchester. I could have said Winchester Fieldville, Iowa. It was Winchester. For my Adam Sandler (laughs) mention. Gotcha. It was Winchester. That's where it was. That's where it was right around there. So anyway, um, yeah, so this special, uh, yeah, he talks to people outside. How did you feel about the special portion of it, Jess? I love the special. I didn't understand why the people were behind him in front of the house, kind of like a, like rallying before. So every time, you know, they were just mm-hmm. there when the news people were cutting back to them. They're like, oh, here, here's a bunch of people. I thought they were all going to go in and help them investigate and be part yeah. of the investigation. But really, they were just uh, hype men. Yeah. For the special. And then uh, when it was time to go in, those people just were uh, kicked off the set. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, older couple shows up and they do their thing. And And they had a commercial too for one of their things. (laughs) That was funny. I love the cat. I love that she had a cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, like with her. Yes. The cat and uh, that they later find dead in the house. Oh, devastating. Yeah. Um, which they are, the burgers are pretty pretty funny, um, especially when he can't let go of things when they're trying to do the seance. He's like, I told you my producer would talk to you later. And we would, because there's equipment that gets damaged. They go in the house to try to do it and they feel evil and stuff. And um, just one, and, and there's times when bad stuff happens and then Frank looks at the camera and you can tell he's like, oh yes, ratings or something. Mm-hmm. Like you yep. can. Feel he's pretty excited. Uh, We're gonna keep rolling. Keep those cameras on. We're gonna go where no one else is gone. We're gonna get this. There's the part where uh, (laughs) they show the cat's body, and he's like, "Don't go to that! Don't go to that! Oh, get up here!" And you can tell he's like, "My God, some stuff." And then they have to apologize for the for the thing for showing it. Um, But um, yeah, so they they get they go in this house. Um, There's a seance. Which is funny because you can call in to talk on it, and the first call is like, "Uh, White Lion sucks. Iron Maiden rules." It's Which like, hey, is holy so serious awesome. calls. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so great. I bet that happened all the time. Try and take live callers because you can't screen them. I mean, you can. No, but yeah, I bet yeah. They didn't. Oh, the, oh the, even so the screen funny. callers can be like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Da 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 da. Like, what's your question? Oh, I want to know if my uncle Ed he went there sometimes and he did that, and then they get on. They're like, because that can happen too. You can oh, fake yeah. your screen call uh, to get through there, and then your number gets blacklisted. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Uh, they um yeah the, so they have the, they have the seance and um then there's noises and stuff in the house in the basement they get uh the the burgers their cat dies they get pissed off they leave and then the priest and frank get locked in the basement and the priest pees himself we find out he's an actor um and yeah, he keeps going like i don't want, i can't do an exorcism yeah. without the church saying it's okay 
Right. But like if he was never going to do it's so weird. If he was hired to uh, be the priest, a little again, a little extra sprinkles, a little extra mm-hmm. jimmies on this to make it exciting. Why would he have turned down doing an exorcism or at least like right. faked something? Right. That yeah. was I was like, why aren't you if you're an actor, why would you uh, were you not ready for this part of the role? I've wondered that. And I think it's part of it is kind of to make it feel like. The priest can only do it in the moment where it's supposed to be, you know, big. And so they want to be like, oh, yeah, there is evil. Let's do it. You know, let's and do so that. And so instead he just gets scared. He can't even keep going because he's like, no, mm-hmm. there's something real here. So I'm just going to pee my pants out right. of fear. Which I do love the camera angle that shows the pee dripping down the stairs. Like, Yeah. That was nice. That is, fu- that is funny. Um, yeah. They, so, I mean, what ends up happening is... The cameraman's murdered. The burgers are murdered. Frank's murdered. The priest is murdered. And the intern is murdered. The intern is murdered. Tries to go in with the camera. Yeah, and it ends up it was the religious zealot people that were anti-Halloween that killed them. But um, the newscast at the end lets us know that they've just disappeared and no bodies have been found, and so they haven't seen this tape of it. So whoever has this tape. I don't know. Or someone taped it off TV and then taped the other one. But well, they because they can't have that tape because it shows them cutting off Frank's tongue. Yeah. Which this is such a like it's a bubbly, funny movie and takes a horrendously dark turn at the very end. And you're like, you don't feel good watching it. Like it feels <laughs> feels like genuine snuff film esque yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, but there, there's a guy. So this is the girl that they interviewed on the news who's there, and then this guy shows up when they're outside asking questions, trying to, like, ah, yelling about it, um, wind up murdering them. Um, and it's, yeah, it's unsettling. It's like they needed to p- do some sort of horror punch with this that wasn't comedic, and they nailed it. Like, it's just like, oh, this is icky. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they went with. So, um, but, yeah, that's, that's kind of what they do. Um, I just, I, Frank Stewart, like, it's, crazy that this local actor or whatever in this like occult movie, like carries this thing like cause he's just he's engaging for some reason like i not that anybody else is bad but this guy needed to land mm-hmm. hard and he does and then some like that's just they actually someone made an action figure of him too like really figure, yeah there's like a limited edition frank uh frank stewart action figure that came awesome. out for this movie yeah so um that was pretty good. And I do find it funny uh, when the newscasters are talking about the um, the people who are missing. We're like, our, our beloved Frank Stewart, uh, Claire and Howard Berger, uh, the, and then actor so-and-so because of the yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's good. That's kind of funny. And that's the part where they're like, no one is laughing here. We are, yeah, they've been missing for five days. And yep. then she's like, well, right around the corner is Christmas. Exactly. And this year... And yeah, just without missing a beat, just back to the bubbly stories. Yep. But they have to put out there like, this is very serious. They're like, People it's are missing. Been five days. People thought it was a stunt. We can assure you. I really not- like the the white static. You know, like the mm-hmm. old like when signals would go off, the TVs would go off at midnight or whatever yep. it was. Or the bars. Uh, or the static when you're static, connected, yeah. you're putting everything together. I liked it, and like, I was <laughs> that made me happy and. Kudos to them because, you know, once the uh, they're getting murdered, 
and they're trying to cut to mm-hmm. a commercial break and they come back and it has like the TV 28 technical difficulties yep. sign up. And they run the I dentist package that. again. They run the dentist package again, <laughs> the technical difficulties. Stanzi doesn't know what to do. So it's like, oh, no. Every little thing like that. That was just, it is really good. It's very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I've seen it now. Are you now? I talked you into it. Good. You did. Um, but no, I, yeah, t- check it out at least, that not this year, but like next year, pop it on if you can find it and like see what you, see how different it actually feels because like the second time, the third time I watched it, I was like, I feel like I haven't seen some of this before and a lot of it with commercials and stuff, but it's got so many flashy, like instant gratification things that you're missing out on some other things too. Um, That's kind of genuine. Like there's like this weird spin the bottle one. I didn't remember um, with drugs or something that's interesting. Um, But I just love the the look of it, the aesthetic, the feel it gave me. everybody's allowed some sort of nostalgia shot and this one hits it for me and like interesting uh right places um just it's amazing what they pulled off and had the restraint to not wink to keep it like the actual tape that was found right um and people the actors and stuff and it feel like like one of the political candidate guys is the director's dad <laughs> that's, awesome that's like how, i'm just gonna pull yeah. in the people i know to help do stuff mm-hmm and they, they work out like it's 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 kind of funny and some of the, some of the people from the production show up in the movie but um yeah just where they don't overdo it with the Halloween costumes or the eighties ness of it they it just feels real it feels very midwestern um, mm-hmm. even though I think these people are in Jersey I believe um, that's where they're located out of but and the new set looks good like they there's a lot of temptation and the whole let's do everything like the eighties things thing hadn't happened when this came out so stranger things was like a year later year or two later um and so this was before all that and now like you see things and it's just like overdone 80s stuff like mm-hmm. over like like you know they everybody's wearing this and it, and this is kind of more in that meme where it's like um they have that picture of that super five, 85 80s be- bedroom and it's like oh you grew up in the 80s and then in the bottom one says no, I grew up in the eighties and it's all this like wood panel, like how like this is the wood paneled house. Yeah. Genuine article for things. Um but yeah, I I super, super enjoy this. Um currently I think it's on Shudder. If you have Shudder and it can be rented in some places. There's a great Blu-ray that I don't know if it's still in print. You can still order it on DVD from directly from the studio. Um and then it was on archive.org, which is a legitimate site. So um, you can watch it on there right now, unless it gets taken down. Um, it was streaming on Amazon for quite some time. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a, if you get the Blu ray, it has some cut commercials that didn't make the movie. So they didn't use everything. Uh, and it's got Frank Stewart's um, WNUF Christmas special. Uh, and there's like a soundtrack. There's oh, there's a um oh 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 what is it? It is a uh, I think there's a WNUF like album like Save Frank Stewart or dedicated to Frank Stewart album oh my type goodness. thing. I think they did that. I'm not sure. And um, it's only on the Blu-ray. It's only on the Blu-ray, I think. And then they have like um a one where they show you how they 
made the footage downgrade as well. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this is like spooky season classic now for me that I pop in all the time that I just, it gives me that good vibe. Like, I feel like a child again, Jessica. I feel like a child. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That's what that that nostalgia pinch is like. But I feel like this one is just like hardcore genuine. That's what I, I, it's not being easy. It's not taking it easy on it. It was the very beginning. I loved like the commercials where they're showing like, you know, the basic, the most basic Halloween makeup. And maybe this is the stuff that they have. It's like, you can make a monster face, a ghoul, a demon. Mm -hmm. And even like the pumpkin here, you can carve your own pumpkin with this. It comes with a crown and a knife that you can't cut yourself on and a scoop. And then the pumpkin looks awful and they cut it. And it's like, I don't know why, but I'm like, this is, realistic yeah <laughs> and i don't know if any of that was stock footage or if they just recreated that themselves well, but... the, co- the costumes that people are wearing in the background aren't overdone it's like right and because like now like we are like we have people who make a living uh doing like the like halloween stuff you can get like good like i i got i just like you know go on amazon picked up a mask from trick-or-treat studios for my halloween halloween costume one of my two this year um but one I'm going to be like, I'm going to do more. I, I don't like to recostume, but I've got one. That I'm like, okay, this would be easy to continually do. But it's just like, you get it. And you're like, gosh, this is to the touch. When I was a kid, uh, if I wanted to go as like Optimus Prime, I had this like cheap plastic mask with a string. <laughs> and then I had this like schmock plastic thing I wore that said like Transformers and had like a picture on it. And yeah. I didn't look anything like Optimus Prime. I was no. Optimus Prime. Like you get the plastic. You're right. The plastic that would just go in the front of your face with mm-hmm. a white string that attached right above your ears. And you hurt snap your, it on. Burned your ears. And, uh, yeah. And I, that, you get like a black cloth and it's like, now you're a witch. I'm like, I guess it just looks like I'm wearing a tablecloth. Yeah. And but we're going to put green on you. And then here's this hat that won't stick up straight. Yep. And it's yeah. like, cool, cool. I'm ready. I had like a, I went as Batman one year and like, I didn't want that. I was like, I want to look like Batman. And the closest thing I got, I got this like foam mask. Hmm. Luckily, it had wires in the ears, so you could like keep them straight. Foam mask and like, but like the the chest didn't have like the emblem on it, and it was like really weird. But like, why the mask was good, so I went with that one. And now you can get like a freaking awesome mask and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. Everything was just so generic yeah. in our childhood, even when it was. They had the rights probably to have the brands. It was still yeah. generic. Like, man, eh, we don't want to. Yeah, now you go to Spirit Halloween and it's just like, oh my gosh. Wow. 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 But I, I, it's funny. Like, I'm weird. I go to Spirit Halloween and like, I'm more into this swag that I am the costumes now. I'm like, oh, look at this Michael Myers little tabletop thing and the pumpkin <laughs> light comes on. Oh, this neat. Look at these throw blankets they have. Oh, a Beetlejuice section. Wow. Like, that's. That's where I'm into it there um, now is like just like the uh, the decor that yeah. I could purchase there or the shirts. And you can that, use it every year. I could, every year or all year round. One of the That's two. That's right. I've still got like a, I've got, um, so this guy, hold on. He hangs. He's. I got him one year. This little Jason. Do you see? Oh, he's like in the corner there hanging. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to go on like your front porch, but no, he stays year round in my basement. So. That's awesome. So yeah, 
But, yep, okay, that nostalgic pinch. Uh, the WNUF. The WNUF Halloween special. I've watched it so much I can get that guy's voice down. Um, WNUF. Uh, but yeah, so that's something I highly recommend every Halloween. It was good to get a prepper, refresher. I didn't probably need back in, but to introduce you, Jessica, and the Brandon Peters Show listeners to it um, because I love this gem, and it's still a cult movie. It's hard to get cult movies nowadays because everybody knows about everything, but this one I feel like is still making its rounds for people. But yeah. enough people know about it that they made a sequel that loved it, but I would say it's still in the cult status for it. But, Thank you for introducing me to it. Uh, it will probably be in the rotation. There we go. There we Plus, go. Plus, Donnie hasn't seen it yet, so I'm excited to show oh, him. Oh, okay. He'll probably have you. I mean, he'll be like, yo, he'll just have all these feels like, are you sure this was? I'm like, no, no, no. It's probably stock footage. Yeah. I know everything now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got listen it. to the podcast. Come on. Some people have Wikipedia, some listen to commentaries. I got Brandon to inform me about everything. Yes. He did all the work, he did all the notes. Um, and I listened and I took notes. And now I can tell people about the He probably will actually listen to this episode when I'm gone. And then when I get back, I'm like, okay, I've been waiting to watch this with you. And I'm like, thank you. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, that'll do it for this episode, Jessica. Lovely, lovely, lovely time. Um, where can people find you this spooky season? Even though you Ooh. said it a couple weeks ago, Ooh. do it again. Well, on Instagram at Jessica Alsman, A-L-S-M-A-N, and on Twitter at J-N Alsman. Come say hello. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Three ha- uh, October movie watching movie recommendations. Or even if it's if it's like a television special recommendation for people. Oh, okay. I think um, if I love Young Frankenstein, I know it's everyone loves Young, young Frankenstein. That's it's fine. Very cliche, but I think it's really fun. You can actually watch that any time of the year, but it's great for Halloween. Uh, Night of the Demons. Oh, it's one of my yes. Night oh my Demons. gosh! Actually, if you want to count Night of the Demons one and two, because Angela, you're missing party guests are here. But Those not are the three. horror movies. Not three or the remake. I've never seen the third one, and I never saw the remake. Okay. See, the first two we would rent at the video store and I would watch it. Like, how old was I? Like, way right. too young. But that's what I knew. I was seeing those scary movies. But I love, I don't know. There's something about that. I love it. Because, you know, it's Halloween night and they go to the scary house and then, you know, possession, demons. It's the first time I ever heard the term blowjob was Night of the Demons. <laughs> Where were you when you first learned and heard blowjob? And Linnea Quigley actually knows my thoughts about her in that movie, which is really weird, but hey, Scariest boys with- got to grow up sometime. That's right. Um, yeah. As a girl, I was like, "That? what's that? What's going on there? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't got those yet. That's cool. <laughs> um, the scariest moment is when like, uh, I think it's like the broiler door opens up or some furnace door and it's like the skull. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That even as a kid, I would basically almost have to close my eyes because we watched it on loop and when I had a mm-hmm. summer party I would introduce this movie to all my friends and it was, they're probably like, what the shit well this is a future fucking episode right here because I love oh. that movie to death too but it's so. so scary Um, and then the third one oh Halloween special my goodness just watch all the Treehouse of Horrors from the Simpsons and if you can't you watch go. them all just watch the first like ten there you eight. go first eight how's that get them in there get them in there what's your three my three, I don't, well, I don't know. I'm just, just name one random, guess. one out of 50. You had just, I've been talking about them this month on my show, so those should be recommendations. All right, I'll go. Okay, just one want- that you haven't mentioned that's completely random. Maybe 
like a Hubie Halloween, something that. <laughs> you know what's funny? You've been on here every October. That's kind of interesting. I just realized that. That's great. I'm trying to think what two years ago was. We did Hubie. That was your first one. Yeah. And then we did uh, we did a commercials last year, and I oh, think yeah. you did a Tales from the Crypt. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is a tradition. So. Um, now you're two times this month uh, here and here too. Uh, random. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know what? I'm gonna go funny. It's just a movie I didn't discover until like last year. I'd never seen it. Um, but Elvira's Haunted Hills. So, and get it, Haunted Hills. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you're into like the Hammer or AIP, like the old. Uh, like Peter Cushing and Vincent Price like type movies. It's like a parody on those. And I thought it was actually pretty good. It was like shoot away. It was supposed to have like a big theatrical release. It did not. And then like it got just derided upon release. But I watched it and I was like, you know, this, I don't think people realize what she was going for here. And I uh-huh. kind of enjoyed it. So I'll throw that one there. I'll check that out. I like Elvira. Elvira's Haunted Cassandra. Hills. She can yeah. do no wrong. If you're into her humor then there you go. Um, it's pretty fun. Um, so, yeah, I'll throw that one in there as an odd choice to see, do. That's what, something that you wouldn't see on other people's list. Now, Treehouse right. of Horror, that's probably, all mine are probably mm-hmm. whatever. But the Treehouse of Horror, that's like my childhood. So oh, yeah. you got your Hocus Pocus, but just putting those on makes me feel good. I remember, the first the time, I remember the first time I saw the first Treehouse of Horror. Like, it was crazy. It was like changed me. I was like, Whoa, like Simpsons really went in on this stuff. Like, I was learned crazy. about so much stuff from these episodes in right. pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Like I learned about Edgar Allan Poe from The Simpsons. So, you Edgar know, the, the Poe. very first one with the Ravens. So uh, on top of all the other stuff that they do. Yeah. The shinning. The sh- you mean the shining. The monkey's Bye, boy, paw. you want to get sued? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. Um, yeah. Tree Horse of Horror. Yeah. That what if definitely. you had, okay, just give me one Stephen King reference or, or reference, one Stephen King movie okay. that you would recommend during the spooky season. Um, I'll go Silver Bullet. I like to recommend that one because I think it gets overlooked. It's a pretty it's a pretty darn good werewolf movie. And it's Gary Busey pre motorcycle accident when he wasn't a freaking lunatic mm-hmm. um it's got Corey Haim and uh everett mcgill who is in like twin peaks and stuff um and it's about yeah it's about a werewolf and it's kind of jaws like where you don't see the werewolf a lot um but yeah it's a cool one go silver bullet nice Silver Bullet, Silver Bullet, because, yeah, that one, yeah, that's right, that's right. Always The Shining, though. I love that movie, even though Stephen King doesn't, but I he love doesn't. it. Did you like the miniseries, or, well, the TV series no. version? <coughs> no. The book version, if you will? No, but I haven't seen that since it aired uh, back. I watched it as it aired, and I haven't seen it since, with Stephen Weber and Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, I haven't seen that since it aired, but, yeah. So, the, yeah, so there's my Stephen King one. Yeah, I'll go with Silver Bullet. Nice. Silver Bullet. Um, Yeah, so there we go. Um, But I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Brandon4KUHD, written work at whysoblue.com. 
I have lots of fun Blu-ray reviews and stuff this month up there, and I've done some unboxing stuff for horror stuff because um, I've got a lot this month. Um, check out that on either YouTube or YSOBlue.com. And then next week, come back here on Halloween because it's on a Monday for Troy Brownfield uh, returning to the show. Him and I are diving into the WNUF Halloween special sequel called the Out There Mega or Out There Halloween Megatape. Um, So the follow-up to this should be fun. So till then, stay spooky, stay film positive. (laughs) Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.